This talk by John Sutherland, called Clear Night of Deep Sleep, is the seventh talk of the practices of the night retreat given at Mountain Cloud Zen Center in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in May 2011. We'll talk tonight about the clear light of deep sleep. We've mentioned that it is related to the clear light of deep samadhi, of deep meditation, and also of the clear light that is met in death, after, just after physical death. And for anyone who's tried to explain what samadhi is like, you'll understand the difficulty of trying to explain what encountering the clear light of deep sleep is like. So I'll say the words, and you just let them wash over you. This is a state of dreamless sleep of deep sleep, I'm guessing, corresponds with delta wave sleep, in which you're completely quiet, peaceful, but have an awareness not so much an awareness of self, but an awareness of sleeping And that awareness joins with this clear light of deep sleep. And the feeling of that is very expansive and blissful. The tradition says that what is happening is that your six consciousnesses, which are your five senses and your mind, have all dissolved back into what's called the substrate consciousness. So they're no longer directed outward, either at the world or at a dream. They're no longer moving toward or making contact with their sensory objects or with thought. So what you meet is the essence of deep sleep, which is a great luminosity, bright and vivid and dense. And this, according to the tradition, is the true nature of your mind and the true nature of the universe. So when we spoke about the Heart Sutra mantra and about how that mantra evokes the true light of the mind, which matches the true light of the universe. This is what we're talking about. This is what that mantra can evoke. To know one, to know the true light of your own mind in sleep, 
is to know the other, the true light of the universe. In contrast to everything else we've been talking about so far, this is not a mental state or something you're experiencing. It's something you are. You're not witnessing the light. You recognize that you are this luminosity. perspective of the tradition is the reason for lucid dreaming. What you do is this self-representation in the dream, which is awake, that you have spent so much time cultivating and practicing toward, practicing toward being awake in the dream. This self-representation has to be let go of now. Within the lucid dream, you begin to withdraw your identification from that self-representation in the dream. And you do this by once again focusing your attention on the heart center of that dream body, that you that appears in the dream. And try to withdraw all of your energy from the dream to that heart center. If you can do that, then lucid dreaming becomes witnessing dreaming. You're no longer identified with the dream, no longer identified particularly with the self-representation in the dream. And this quiet, peaceful awareness that we're talking about now exists separate from the dream. place you know that you could manipulate the dream if you wanted to but you no longer want to it's not important anymore I spoke earlier about how in this uh, stage the dream becomes much more abstract. 
the ways we, our consciousness usually organizes it in terms of sensory perception starts to dissolve so that there is a kind of play of color and light and perhaps sound and movement but it's no more than that it's no longer distinct objects doing distinct things or distinct scenes From there you move from witnessing dreaming to witnessing deep sleep. In the same way that you let go of the self-representation in the dream, now you let go of the dream itself. You release it. Let it vanish back into the great ocean of sleep. So now... It's just your awareness resting in sleep. This is lucid, dreamless sleep. And from here you can touch that clear light of deep sleep. This is one road in. a moment of this luminous awareness in the transition from waking to sleeping and then back again from sleeping to waking. So once again we stand in those all-important gateways between awake and asleep. And in that moment, something very important can happen. In the period, the instantaneous moment between falling asleep and um, actually 90 minutes later when we begin to dream, between the dissolution of the waking self and the reconstitution of the dream self, there's a moment when that clear light of sleep emerges just for a moment. In the gap when all of the daytime appearances have vanished and before the dream appearances arise. The same thing happens. The clear light appears momentarily 
in the gap between the dissolution of the dream appearances and the dream self and the reconstitution of waking appearances and waking self in the morning. So in this road, you catch that momentary appearance of the clear light of deep sleep at the gates. You begin as you would begin any of these practices with entering sleep in a state of relaxation and with your awareness again focused in your heart. Relaxed with your awareness focused in your heart Watch as your sensory connections, your connections to the outside world begin to fade. And as you fall asleep, notice how your thoughts and feelings also move toward dissolving. And when you can sustain your awareness through the falling away of sensory connection to the outside world, and the falling away of thoughts and feelings, but still there is an awareness. When you can maintain that, then when the bluish-white light of the clear light of deep sleep appears for a moment, you can connect with it. You can unite your awareness with it. you might experience it as falling into the light or you might experience it as the light entering you. doesn't matter. beginning you might be able to connect with it only for a moment only in that flash at the gateway and then you fall into a more usual pattern of sleep but over time you might be able to sustain your awareness for longer and longer periods of time and eventually perhaps for a whole night's sleep in which dream 
problems might arise but you don't attach to them they just rise and fall like your breath in and out your heartbeat nothing disturbs that awareness settled in the clear light of deep sleep This is lucid dreaming from the other direction. This is your awareness watching a dream rise and fall, being aware in it, being awake in it, but having no interest in doing anything about it. Now there's no self-representation in the dream, no dream ego, no dualistic relationship with the dream. This is the practice of the clear light of deep sleep. That light appearing as your awareness and appearing as that place you connect, you interpermeate with the universe. And it's the point of Mahayana dream yoga. This is much more difficult than the kinds of dream practices we've been talking about before this. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of experience. But the journey is quite beautiful, worth making on its own account.
so brief at the gate that the moment of that clear light appearing is almost simultaneous with that moment of first waking up. So again, we're talking about that all-important moment before the self reconstitutes, the day reconstitutes. And um, I think, you know, as as I've been saying, that even if you catch it after that, you can step back to that moment and the clear light is there. What you want to do is unite with it. So the two common ways for people to experience it are to feel as though you're falling into it or to feel as though it's entering you and filling you. And when that happens and you don't have to worry anymore about maintaining or anything, it'll take care of itself. stops moving and that's a very distinct thing that's unmistakable and I don't know how else to say it other than that there's just the mind just isn't moving I'd like to um, turn our attention toward preparing for tonight Um, and I'd like to kind of keep this mood as much as we can if you need anybody need to stretch do you want to just stand up for a moment and stretch or is everybody okay yawn is good <laughs> curl up with each other is good if you want this is now we're turning to shared dreams so this is a, it's a good moment to curl up with with others for dreaming tonight is to participate in a shared dream with other people here if you wish it's voluntary you can continue with um, an individual dream practice as you did last night or you can join the shared dream and I want to talk a little bit about the nature of shared dreams and then at the end of that we will um, those of us who wish to dream in that way will will come to a consensus about what the intention we will fall asleep with will be Um, the really the simplest it's simple is good for the first time Uh, and as an example one that 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 uh, I've done before in retreats is is that we would simply fall asleep with the intention to meet back here in the hall in in our dreams. Okay, but just let that percolate while I'm talking a little bit about shared dreams. Um, we're talking about a sense of self or non-self in the Mahayana traditions that is very permeable and we've touched on it being permeable in the direction of receiving teachings um, from Dakinis, from other kinds of autonomous processes of the universe. So that's one kind of permeability. Another kind of permeability, in that case, then receiving prophetic dreams or instructive dreams. 
Another kind of, of permeability is our permeability to each other and our ability to have shared dreams, dreams in which we make um, connections among ourselves. And so I wanted to give you some example of uh, shared dreams, transpersonal dreams, interpersonal dreams that I'm, I'm aware of from my own experience and the experience of people who've talked to me about it. Um, and I want to I begin with maybe one of my favorite dream stories of all. Some of you have heard. Uh, when I first moved here to New Mexico, I met a friend of a friend, a woman in Corrales, and went to visit her one day. And she said, let me show you what I'm doing in the backyard. She took me out into their backyard, and there was this 12-foot-high beehive-shaped kiva that she had been building by hand for about a year, literally making the adobe bricks by hand and building this. And it was the most beautiful thing. And the, the, it was partly underground, and so you went through the entrance and down under the ground. And it was perfectly proportioned, and the feeling in it was so good. So I asked her about where, where this had come from, and she said, it came in a dream. I had a dream that I was to build this kiva in my backyard and then I was to offer it to people as a place for dream incubation and healing. She said, I'd never built anything like this in my life. I had no idea how to do it. So I got on the internet looking for, um, you know, kiva blueprints. <laughs> and she said she, she came in contact with people all over northern New Mexico who had also dreamed about building beehive-shaped kivas in their backyards. And they apparently exist all over northern New Mexico. Um, each person receiving an individual dream and then eventually people beginning to, to connect with each other and, uh, and talk about that. I think that's my favorite shared dream ever. <laughs> um, a, couple, a couple of other kinds of dreams is um, if, you, if you're um, sleeping on a regular basis with, with a particular other you might find that your dreams begin to interpermeate, that you begin to dream similar things or to have um, dreams that look like different versions of the same kind of thing. It's possible to extend that um, into doing healing dreams for each other. If one, if one partner has a, a difficulty or an illness, it's possible for the other partner to set the intention to ask for some kind of help with the healing and to do that. And here I want to say that something that's tremendously important about shared dreams, group dreaming, dreams that you go into with the intention of sharing with other people is that there always has to be consent. Um, Don't mess with anybody else's dream without their having told you that it's okay for them to to do that. Um, And... Um, again, just you know, speaking. I'm, I'm sorry to speak so much from personal experience, but there isn't sort of like a vast body of stuff to draw, research to draw on about this. But um, it's you can someone someone dreamed into me with the intention of being helpful and left a door open on the way out that it took me years to close again. So always get consent. Always be uh, careful about dreaming in and out of each other. Um, I know people who've had interspecies dreams. 
a, a friend of mine was having this extremely strange dream where she was seeing everything from about a foot off the ground and she was looking through the bars of a gate and she was very, very excited because there was a dog on the other side of the gate and she couldn't figure out what it was about. And when she woke up, she realized she'd been dreaming her dog's dream. Um, Did her dog give consent? That's a, that's a very good question. I don't know if the dog gave consent. Um, you can I, I, I'd be I'm always interested to ask this question and see if anybody else has this I have um, what, what I call hotel dreams which are sometimes when I'm staying in a hotel room I'll have dreams that I know are not my dreams I know that I'm picking them up from the field of the hotel room it's like the channel's just tuned to the wrong you know station on the TV and that's that ain't my dream you know and so people are nodding people have had that experience yeah yeah um, there, there are dreams when events are very strong, especially when fear is very strong, where I feel like you can have um, collective fear dreams <laughs> as well as collective joy dreams. And I think about a dream I had when Ronald Reagan was president, <laughs> that the reason the Pentagon was a five-shaped, five-sided shape with a thing in the middle was that there was a demon that was being held in the middle by that, by that pentagram. Um, and that, that always felt to me like a sort of picking up on a huge collective fear of the nuclear situation at the time. Um, you can dream at a distance. This is a wonderful thing to do if you're separated from somebody you're close to. You can dream at a distance and it's best to decide to do it when you're together before you're separated. And you just agree either to meet in a certain place that's familiar to both of you or you make a place in your dreams. You dream together and you, and you, and you make a new place that exists only in your dreams and you agree to meet there. Again, as I alluded to in passing, the really cool thing about that is that in, in that dream space, there is no linear time. So you can dream it at 3 in the morning and that person can dream it at 6 in the afternoon and you'll meet in, in the place. Uh, if you if you want to do that, if you want to meet in the living room, you know, and that's known to both of you, you can do it that way. If you want to create a shared space, um, in, that only exists in the dream. Again, it's good to be able to do that together, to visualize that together, and have a kind so that you really are clear that you're you're meeting in the same space. You over there in the corner, you might think about doing that <laughs> between Chicago and Santa Fe. <laughs> um, a more out there version of that is that it's possible. Now I don't know what the outcome of this is because I haven't I haven't remembered that I've done it yet. But it's possible to, to, to agree to meet someone or someone's in the Bardo's after death in exactly the same way as between Chicago and Santa Fe. Um, again, there's no time there, so if, even if your deaths are 50 years apart, you can still meet in the Bardo's. Um, I've had the experience of dreaming the place that um, someone and I agreed to meet. Again, as I say, I haven't had the experience. I don't know if it'll happen, but I've had the very clear experience of a place appearing in a dream that was the place to meet. Just make sure that you're going to want to meet that person at the end of your life.
Um, when you're doing that kind of dreaming, either the dreaming at a distance or the dreaming into the bardos, when you when you make a place together or you choose a place together, it's really important to have clear sensory detail. You want to anchor. You're doing something in a dream, so you want to have a solid anchor. You want to have it be detailed and specific, and have a lot of sensory. Um, to involve a lot of sensory experience so that it's um, to the extent that a dream can be anchored it is anchored okay so it's time to decide on a dream for a shared dream a group dream tonight and um, first of all, could I just have a show of hands of who's interested in participating in that? Okay, that's pretty good. Everybody but Trevor? <laughs> Anybody else not? Okay, John? All right. Um, all right. Where? What shall we do? What shall be the intention we set as we're falling asleep? of consent there's the consent like we're giving now to either participate in the, in the group dream or not but, but the, that's for each of us to say okay I'm in then there's another kind of more intense level of consent which is um, you, you really can't agree to meet someone in a dream or especially work with someone in a dream unless you have their consent to do so it's, it's invasive otherwise. So anytime you're thinking about doing anything like this with someone else, you need to check in with them. Uh, in the dream. Yeah, set the intention whenever you fall asleep and whenever you have the dream. That's it. Yeah. So I do, I do want to invite you to come back at 2. Um, we're going to keep going with this sort of descent that we're doing it'll be very quiet um, I'm not going to do hardly any talking at all you'd probably be happy to hear we'll do, um, we'll, we'll do the refuge vows together that's a traditional thing to do in the middle of the night mm-hmm. um, if you are going to come back please when you wake up wash your face and if you have um, a fragrance that's beautiful and will be beautiful to other people put a little bit on yourself and please drive carefully coming back because you are a bit altered and we'll just meet in, when you come as soon as you're on the land just come in silence we'll meet in here and we'll just spend um, what I hope is a deep and quiet hour together in the middle of the night and just see what happens okay These talks are made available through your donations to Cloud Dragon, the Joan Sutherland Dharma Works. To learn more about her teachings and to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our donate page at joansutherlanddharmaworks.org.